Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 120, Attack of the Living Brain Puppets, Duped, and Jimmy, with Fred Stressing. Hi, pals. We're at the end of another season of Static, which is, uh, well, they only have 13 episodes, so I don't know why I'm surprised. We, anyway, I'm... We roll, sorry, we rolled up to the third, to like the three episodes one, and I was like, oh God, we're here already. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Fred. Yeah, that's Fred. Welcome. Fred's back. Yay. Hey. Hey. Uh, uh, so I, I, you're here because of your, you, how much you are steeped in Static Shock, how much you know the show, how, <laughs> how like well versed you are in the. It, it's, it's fine, Fred. Nobody's watched this show. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you know, this. Like, I was telling you last night. These are the first episodes of the show I have ever seen, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's down to availability mm-hmm. because yeah. I know I didn't have I didn't have this on TV when it was coming out, and then I don't think I had access to it anywhere and also nobody talked about it yeah no and they only recently they only recently put it on streaming and the streaming platform it's on is throwing shit overboard like crazy so who knows how long it will be there hbo max is on fire watch it well watch it while you can i could easily see them going well nobody needs this this particular cartoon right but it is one of those that never got the blu-ray treatment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. wasn't on any streaming platform until they threw everything on you know on one thing so we all missed it. I mean, yeah. plus, honestly, look at the like the superficial look at the look of it. It's like, mm. oh, well, this isn't this isn't as good as Batman. No, but yeah, but something we have discovered is that it has its own charm. It, it's it it's does. A fun oh, show. it definitely yeah. does. It's, yeah, I, I was uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this it feels like it's geared towards a younger audience, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. not in a bad way. Where it's just no. like, oh, 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 I get it. This is for younger kids than Batman. Or Superman, yeah. just sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, where that sort of felt like it was bridging that weird gap from, yep. like, childhood to teenager. Um, yep. This feels more like it's like, this is childhood, and that's about that's about right. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I think it talks down to kids, but in other ways, I'm surprised how it doesn't, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a mixed bag. Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, can't, I can't believe that these three episodes are the ones that, that you saw for your first three static episodes, like... Mm-hmm. This is quite a it's a unique range. Let's go with. I would say I would say he got a good cross section mm. of what the mm-hmm. show is about. There's kind of one of everything. Here. It really does sort of touch on everything the show has done. You know. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got characters. to meet the rubber band man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he shows up every fifth episode. Yeah. Of <laughs> Looms large in this series. I just I was seeing that in your notes. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized this week. I'm like, I've done three summaries where I've had to write out the name Rubber Band Man. I, I saw that you put that in your notes, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing it on purpose. We take turns. I know. It's just the <laughs> you, way it's shaken out, you know? Yeah, you went first last time, so I go first this time. That's that's the pattern. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just keep getting the... Ro- and he's a fun character. I like that character, yeah. I, I would also say the second villain that has appeared, like, second most after him, mm-hmm. Carmen Dillo. Yep. Yeah. Fan favorite. I guess so. Carmen Dillo, Carmen Dillo showed up in mine so briefly, I didn't even put it in the summary. No, it's it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it's that a blink and you miss it thing, but uh, it's just we kept noticing because of the stupid name mm-hmm. and, <laughs> well, and the stupid design and the stupid yeah. everything. He is, although, one of those although... char- like, he is one of those characters that I think about a lot when, uh, when yeah. uh, 
that kind of thing happens where it's like this guy was in the wrong place at the wrong time and this is his life now <laughs> yep <laughs> well and unfortunately we only ever got one appearance of his sidekick Chompus who was a who was a dog man hold on <laughs> yes I forgot Chompus about Chompus to me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, unfortunately, he only appeared once. They never said the name Chompus on screen, but it was in the credits, mm-hmm. so it's canon. Okay. And the, hmm. it was one of those things. Say, everyone should always be talking about Chompus. I mean, oh, we spent we an entire hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We spent an entire hour. I, it was one of those things where I believe, and Maggie, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I believe it was one of those things where you put it down as your bad thing, and we talked it through, and <laughs> yep. you changed your mind and said, never mind, this is my good thing. Yep. This is my great thing. Yep, his name is Chompus. Are you kidding me? He's a dog, and his name is Chompus. He bites people. <laughs> oh, so good. But unfortunately, uh, I guess you know, animating him and Carmen Dillo just uh, not in the budget. We, we've only got so much space, and like, if we use Carmen Dillo, we can play that uh, that rolling song again. Oh God! <laughs> Which I believe goes rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, it's sort of like the rawhide theme, only without the rawhide part, exactly. without the hook. Mm. I'm just sitting there waiting for rawhide to happen. Yeah. As are we all. So is the surviving cast of rawhide. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a lot to talk about because this is the, the end of the season. We're doing three. So uh, let me just kick things off with Attack of the Living Brain Puppets, which great title, by the way. Mm-hmm. Dakota High is preparing for the most significant event in any student's year, nay, their entire lives, the election of a class president. <laughs> As we all remember from our own school experiences, this is, this is an extremely prestigious title, bringing one the universal respect of one's peers, the raw, unchecked power of an un- absolute monarch, and... Oh, hang on. We're just talking about freshman class president. They're just a bunch of 14-year-olds with idiotic opinions, like, we should fix the school vending machines. Who could possibly care about that? Inder Madeline Spaulding, a Leslie Nope-style tryhard, who possibly cares about that so much more than anyone could possibly care about that. <laughs> Everyone at Dakota despises Madeline for reasons that are never made entirely clear, and absolutely nobody wants her to win the presidency. In fact, they're so determined not to vote for her that they're throwing their support behind the first idiot who announces a 100% vending machine-based platform. And it's Richie. Because of course it is. What follows are a lot of extremely lame and predictable puns about vending machine food because Richie sucks. Fortunately, this causes Madeline to remember that she got powers back during the Big Bang, which the show has informed us recently was well over a year ago. All right, so maybe her powers only work under extremely specific conditions, or maybe she just hasn't found a way to make them useful yet. I mean, it's only the ability to literally control dozens of people's actual minds at the same time. Yeah, I can (laughs) see how you just forget about that for over a year. So Madeline begins rigging the election using her fantastic powers, and in the process she learns Static's secret identity, which is a strong signal to us that she's going to end up accomplishing exactly zero of her goals by the end of the episode. Sure, we all saw that coming. (laughs) But did you see Static literally lobotomizing her to protect the school and his precious secret identity? Because I sure didn't, and I'm not going to lie, it's not something that gets less disturbing to me the more I think about it. Yep. <laughs> you talk yeah. about thinking about Carmen Dillo, I'm just thinking about what he did to that poor girl's just, brain. <laughs> just, like, the last shot of the episode is her, like, lying in a bed, giggling at cartoons in a hospital. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and not yeah, even not very cartoons, good cartoons. No, she's watching like cartoons for babies, like Teletubbies. Yeah, it's stuff. like two like two dinosaur puppets puppeting at each other. Yeah, like like Barney type stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I think I really like the part where Static's like, "She'll be all right," and I'm like, "Are, are you sure?" I yeah, they're making jokes at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Static. So long, stupid. <laughs> and he's not usually that irresponsible with his powers. Mm-hmm. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. The show's position is he did the right thing. The end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, I know, uh, Maggie, you got a lot of like body horror. You love body horror. I do or, love body know, horror. Love to hate it. Whereas brain horror is the thing that gets me. Sure. And this this mm. really this really pinged that for me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Ugh. But uh, you know, her actual mind control could have come off creepy. It came off a little goofy though. And it's, it's kind of your bad thing, Fred. Uh, <laughs> where's my bad thing? Yeah, okay, so my big complaint was, and this is mostly being misled by the title, mm-hmm. uh, with mm. a name like Brain Puppets, I was really hoping for something a little more puppety? And these are just mm-hmm. regular zombies she's turning people into, and they're not even that effective. It's like, I don't know, give me some weird felt monstrosities, just something Henson-esque. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That's what I would like to see wrong, from a Brain we, Puppet episode. Wrong Googly episode, eyes. my friend, because uh, we have had some... If you had been here last week for the uh, the Rat Fink monster... Oh, oh, God, yeah. All right. I will yeah, catch up every on now and then, Every now and then, there's a, a character that'll show up that is so off-model, they're clearly from another show. Yep. But mm. The way this works... And you've been spared the phrase, Bang Baby, oh, which is God. what they call... I, I, every, I was until uh, this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's... <laughs> that's what they call all the people who are affected by this event, the Big Bang, that caused all these people to have mm-hmm. powers. Bang I, babies. And they're still saying it. I, I can't believe that I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, yeah, the Bang Babies from Static Shock. Like, I was so <laughs> horrified in that first episode, and now it's just, uh-huh. like, part of my vocabulary. The human mind really can't adapt to just about anything. I, <laughs> when, as, soon, as soon as they said it, I had to, I had to stop and look it up because yep. I felt I, – I went, is this some phrase I've missed? There is, is no thing. There is it's no way on God's green earth that yeah. that man just said the phrase "bang baby" sincerely. I'm afraid mm-hmm. he did. Yep, sure they're all did. saying it with a straight face at this point. All, mm-hmm. all no, I could think, th- yeah, all I could think, obviously, was uh, of the Inhumans when that gas started. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very yeah. much that. It's very you much know. there's this event that gives everyone powers mm-hmm. all at once. Except yeah. I give a shit about this. <laughs> yeah, there is that, but. But the point I was trying to make is all the bang babies, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them just turn into cartoons. Like, yeah. they, they don't follow normal physics, they follow cartoon logic. And that's the mm-hmm. only way to explain anything that's happened to any of these people. It's sort of one of the things that just makes it work, you know? It's just like, yeah, of yeah. course, he's just he's, he's a cartoon character now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. It's like Dakota suddenly turned into uh, L.A. from Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's just Toontown. Now. Yeah. But the, I the, really, like I said in my summary, Madeline... Not knowing she had brain powers until just now, like, I, what? I, uh, I, I was very doing confused. that a lot. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, because like, I, I did get the sense that was quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was the first episode of the show, which yeah. they've told us is over a year ago. Mm. Well, it's like, guys, we're heading into season three. You can't still be all like, oh, I just got these powers. Yep. No, see, now I'm wondering wondering if that's like a production thing, Mm. you know, like sometimes, well, you get those, you get these shows on there and they're put in a weird order of release. So I'm wondering if this was intended to be earlier, especially with animated shows from this era, you get that thing where it's like, we got a 30 episode order or 60 episodes Mm. and they're Mm -hmm. working on all of them at once. And then as they start coming out, they're like, break them into seasons. They're not official seasons, but we're just breaking them in for release. So... I wonder if that has something to do with it because it is super weird. It it, it could be absolutely could be, yeah. I would really be interested in learning more about the actual production of this show because mm-hmm. I I can identify so many things that almost certainly were sticking points for the writers. Like mm-hmm. this is from the comics, we want to do it this way, the network won't let us, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of deliberate racial elements about this show, mm-hmm. a lot of very specific intentional things that they're trying to talk about that 
feel watered down and i yeah. feel like yeah people like Dwayne mcduffie would not have written it that way yeah but I, it's all guessing on my part. I don't j- we, we've talked about this before, but of, of the many reasons why it sucks that Dwayne McDuffie is not around anymore. Yes. Mm. And they are very many. Um, like the fact that we can't have anyone who can sort of talk about this, sh- like that he's not around anymore to talk about this show kind of sucks. Well, yeah, now that we have a climate that people are more open about talking about these kinds of issues, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear him say, yeah, well, guess what? Like last week they did what was the one we did like oh where virgil was stopped by a cop because he had a backpack and yeah like, Ooh, we're gonna do this kind of episode and then the the lesson was you need to listen to cops yeah it's cool yeah I, it it was not yeah. great yeah i feel like that was not their intention yeah it's just, just like and, here yeah and this shows like places like the seventh like dc animated bruce tim series or whatever also yeah. means that like no one really sort of taught like they don't you don't get like the deep dives that like batman animated series or whatever gets you know nope. <laughs> no it's unfortunate uh maggie what was your bad thing um a weird wicked witch reference out of nowhere from madeline <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah, and not just that though, but that then static is defeated by water, like a literal bucket of water too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it doesn't that, really tie in or work. That one, that one didn't didn't like sort like, of. They make a anything. lot of pop culture references. They make a lot of like contemporary pop culture references, which we'll see very much in the next episode. I was they gonna do, say Richie makes like, a lot of weirdly dated ones too. He sure does. Richie is the white friend with the black friend who thinks it's cool to say things he shouldn't be saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. There's that's, that. That's Richie. That's why we hate Richie. You might not have gotten a good taste of why we hate Richie, but that's why. Richie I, is oh, I, hopefully going to feel I, really bad about himself <laughs> in about 10 years. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, I was... I call Virgil bro all the time? Oh, God. I'm, yeah. I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, I think I hate Richie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering what the opinion on Richie is. And that's, mm-hmm. I good saw news. your summary and I went, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't care for it. I, um, I started this show not hating him as much as Al does, but uh, I came around... <laughs> it was just the vibe and i know you know i know i mean you do too you probably just weren't thinking in this direction but like how cartoons are and i could extrapolate like oh this this is this is a pebble now but it's gonna be a fucking landslide like, by season two yeah by the time we yeah. get through through this i am gonna loathe this character <laughs> yep i can hate things much faster than you can it's just one of the skills that ah, some things <laughs> Um, my bad thing. There's a runner, and it it was, it was the rhythm of this joke was funny, where Virgil would be like, "Yeah, I think they're being, I think they're brain puppets," which is his terminology, by mm-hmm. the way. I don't know why he says that, but but he's wrong, like Fred said. Um, <laughs> but uh, everyone says uh, you've been watching too much science fiction. Yeah, uh, you guys live in Dakota, where some purple gas turned everyone into cartoon characters. Where, Richie, you know your best friend is made of electric now. Yeah. (laughs) Sharon, your boyfriend is a bouncing purple ball. Like, don't look at him like he's got two heads because he suggests that something science fiction-y might be happening, for fuck's sake. And you live in a universe with Superman. Yeah. 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 I mean, we haven't seen him yet, but we have met Batman, so Mm -hmm. we know, you know, we know he's around someplace. Like... Mind control? Like, come on. Like, it's not that... it's, It's just not that out there. No, in fact, there was an episode, like, a few weeks ago where the whole town decided they hated Static. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it's just not that shocking. Well, I didn't mean shocking. You know uh, what? Uh, static shocking! <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I'm sorry. Thanks, I'm sorry to Jake. everyone. I'll just walk into the sea now. <laughs> yeah. Come back. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do good things, though. Fred, yeah. what do you got? Uh, my good thing is Joey Bambora. 
Um, mm. He's I, I can't really explain it, but he's great. I just like that kid's energy. Yep. Um, Joey well, he's, Bambu- the, he's the third candidate in the yes. election. There's Madeline, there's Richie, and then yes. there's this guy. There's Joey Bambura, and um, he is the Steve Holt of this election, and I will not expand on that. <laughs> you don't need to, because no. that's exactly the vibe that I got. <laughs> yeah. It just, I, just like, I just like Joey Bambura. Yeah. No, he just walks yeah. on stage, and you're like, that guy should be class president. Well, there, there's a great exchange between him and Richie backstage. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, "Hey, Richie, how's it going?" He's like, "Good. Why are you so friendly to me? We're, we're. I'm running for class president too." He's like, "Oh, are you? Well, good luck with that." <laughs> this is so great, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a fun kid, and uh, he had like three lines, but I absolutely see him being one of those guys you you latch onto. Yep. He's a lot of fun. He's just. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, "Oh, I'd like to see more of that guy." I don't know why. Yeah. Just see. He seems nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he deserves to be class president, which, okay, let's be clear. Did anyone in either of your high schools give even one-tenth of a fuck about who the class president was? We, we never had class presidents in my high school. No one gave a okay. shit. Okay. This is when Amanda's going to be all like, we absolutely did. What are you talking about? And I just didn't notice. I just, like, TV tries to make it out like it's this huge deal mm-hmm. for high school kids, and I think apart from the, the super achievers, nobody cares. Yeah, like... What, what exactly do you think you're going to accomplish? Well, I'm going to make the uh, the the staff really stand up and listen. No, you're not. No, you're a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have no That's power. That's why you're kids, because you're stupid. I want to get the anyway. vending machine fixed. Well, we don't have the budget for it, Richie. Oh, okay. I guess I'm why not going to get the vending machine fixed. Just do a bake sale, raise a couple of bucks, and get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be president for that. Just I raise d- some money. <laughs> I did think the vending machine was great, though. Richie, like, banging on the, the vending machine, trying to get at those delicious shapes inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't well, know then it, like, was... spits out carrots. Yeah. I was going to say shapes of clearly chip bags or something. And something. then, yeah, like bananas. Mm-hmm. And... What? He, he was just so hungry for geom- geometric shapes. <laughs> well, who wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah. They were just Look, he's a growing boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I ate so many triangles when I was a kid, like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was a rhombus kid myself, but in America Weird, we but, call uh, those triangles Doritos. Mm. Mm. Weird, no, but you know we're tri- we're from two different generations, so you know that's true. Different generations, different countries, yeah. different genders. Like you know, a lot of a lot of factors yeah. there. Um, what was your good thing, Maggie? I uh, I kind of love Madeline as a weirdo fascist villain who's just interested in the pettiest shit. <laughs> I love a petty supervillain. I love it. Well, she's got the power, like like I hinted at in my summary like the most like the top power the yeah. big, the biggest one the you one can that- make this entire town do anything you want you could possibly make the world do whatever you yeah. want and, and instead, she does what she wants is this she wants she vo- now vote for me to be class president and then i'm gonna stand on a trash can and you're gonna walk around <laughs> me in a circle and you're all going to go yeah girl a barrel ridiculous Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I no, just I, I love her. To I death. enjoyed also, the character I'm too. Very yeah, jealous too. of that skirt. She was, she was very fun. What was that, Maggie? I was also very jealous of that skirt. Well, she had like a like a plaid like schoolgirl. Yeah, skirt, exactly. Right? Yeah, no, it was a good look. I was baffled by why people hated her because she was clearly coded to be like she was drawn like a popular girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was drawn the way you draw a popular pretty girl in high school on a TV show. But everyone hated her. Somehow. I guess I kind of also love that. That just like, why aren't you listening to me? Look how pretty I am. Uh huh. <laughs> I have no idea. TV says I should run this school. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, also, I got some real. Sorry, I got some real election vibes from this uh, from this episode. A movie oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun movie. Pretty dark, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good thing is actually a visual thing. I've been. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I've been noticing the faces a little more this mm. season. Like, like I got a real uh, Kevin McGuire vibe a week or two ago. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Faces static was making, and uh, this one had some good ones too, where the kids were. Sort of struggling against the mind control. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There was kind of a heavy set kid sitting in the crowd who can't close his mouth. That <laughs> they just put a little extra spin on, and you can tell it. It, it feels to me, and again, I'm always speculating because we have no information about yeah. this. But it feels like they don't have the animation budget the other shows did, but they're trying to put in little flares where they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, we can't like the action sequences are going to look a little flimsy, but we can at least make their faces more expressive because. A lot of the characters on the other shows have just like two dots and a line. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it, and and I thought they were particularly good in this one. Yeah. I'm also gonna speak on the the show's behalf too, real quick, because mm-hmm. I know I know some of the and I, I complain about this in a like one of my notes for a different episode, but mm-hmm. some of the backgrounds feel a little bit uh a little bit plain, a little bit basic. But I'm also mm-hmm. thinking this is probably one of the first DC animated shows that really used digital like heavily. So they're yeah. still trying to learn, like, because I know I know Batman Beyond and Superman and Batman all had uh, painted backgrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember or know necessarily if Batman Beyond was doing digital, but it feels like they're still doing painted, like some some airbrush stuff in there. And this one's like all digital, so it it it's kind of a growing pain. But I can see where it's headed. You know what sure. I mean? No, and and we're overlapping with when Justice League started, and I'm sure we yeah. all remember those those early Justice Leagues that were a little Oof. rough. Oh boy, yeah. I think it's actually the later that, ones. Oh, is it? I'm thinking of the opening bit mostly. Mm, okay. That opening uh, that opening bit is uh, it sure mm-hmm. is something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is something. I just from I just remember. I think it's yep. I think it's the final season of Unlimited where mm. they start plopping in. Uh, just completely CG backgrounds, and it's very oh. off-putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't. Oh, that's not. I don't like well, in that. I think it's, I think it's the third episode. I can't remember because mm. you know when we do all these together, sometimes yeah. they run together a bit. But the, one of these has a bunch of. Uh, oh, it is the third episode. Mm. A bunch of um, uh, what do you call it? Like a panorama. Like the, oh yeah, when yeah. you spin the camera around, like you get a 360 view of something, and it's like in a, in a hand-drawn cartoon. That's very difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they had were using CG to help with that or if they were just showing off, but it, it it was like it's something you would barely notice if you didn't realize, oh, you can't do that unless you put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unless you know how it's made kind of thing. But I, I did, and it was pretty good. So all right. We have two more episodes to mm-hmm. talk about. We should probably wrap this one up. You guys got any further business with uh, this one? I don't think so. You wanna tell us your quote? Yeah, this is this is a really bad line from Madeline, but it was so bad it circled back around for me. Is all. Sleep well, Virgil Hawkins. Not that she is absolutely the character who is like, this is funny, right? Yeah, right. This is funny from Wayne's World, which was ten years ago, and right? that was borrowing from what kids said ten years before that. Guys, right? Everybody likes this. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Why am I not class president? <laughs> Please clap. I'm so much better at this than all of you. She's the Jeb Bush of uh, of the Static Universe. Yep. Amazing. I think that might be too mean. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I take it back. Well, I mean, I mean, um, post lobotomy. Oh, uh, all right. There. Fair. All right. Let us move on now to duped. 
Maggie, what do you got? Yeah, so the record store Static and Rubber Band Man are visiting is attacked by special guest villain Coolio, going by the <laughs> name Replicon, because can Replicon into people? Then also, he clearly picked his own name. Anyway, <laughs> Replicon escapes by turning into a guy with an escape plan. Later, Rubber Band Man. Well, <laughs> But I'm just going to call Adam going forward because this is my third Rubber Band Man related summary. And that guy's name is Long. Mm-hmm. Calls Virgil at home and asks, and asks him to drop off his demo tape at the local record uh, uh, at the local secret record recording studio. Every town has one. <laughs> Virgil arrives and discovers that Adam's career is being sponsored by A.J. McLean, who the entire female <laughs> cast of this episode and also my actual wife informs me was in the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Sorry, in 2002, I was exclusively listening to ska music and the South Park soundtrack. Now I just exclusively listen to ska music. Uh, so AJ talks about how much how he plans to use Adam's song on the next Backstreet Boys album, and then Adam makes Virgil promise not to tell anyone that he's making an album with AJ. So, of course, Virgil tells Richie, and Richie blabs to everybody that John J. Smith is in town. Is that joke too subtle? Eh, whatever. At least I don't have to make jokes about the school shooting episode. Yeah. Virgil saves AJ from the Hard Day's Night-style fan rampage that comes after him and drops AJ at his hotel, where AJ is promptly kidnapped by Coolio. Then Coolio impersonates AJ so that he can fire Adam and promote his own shitty song, I'm Number One, which features Coolio repeating the phrase, I'm Number One, over and over again. Sorry, dude, I think John and Yoko beat you to that one? (laughs) Virgil quickly realizes that something is up and traces Coolio to an abandoned record store, where he and AJ team up Shaq-style to defeat Coolio, who is turned into a purple werewolf. Wow, that sentence took a turn. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah, this was, uh, I was not expecting another big celebrity cameo, and then there were two. That's the thing, this episode, I mean, this sort of gets into my bad thing, which is like, Fred, I am delighted that you're on the episode, but if I had known <laughs> that a fucking Backstreet Boy was going to show up in yeah, this yeah, episode, yeah. I would have gotten my wife who liked boy bands. Yeah, totally. No, fair. she's the right age, and she she was heavily steeped in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She, I've heard her talk about them. I, I was watching this, and she she's like, "When is this?" I'm like, "2002." She's like, "Yeah, Backstreet Boys are on the way out. Insync was in, was coming in now." <laughs> I see. Well, That's context I do not have. Exactly. But animation takes a long time to make. They probably were, like he was probably still a big deal when they started. Oh, I'm sure. But you know. Yeah, but I, and then Coolio as just some some supervillain who they just drew like Coolio. I love yeah. that. So like he shows up, and I'm like, that dude is drawn way too specifically to not be a real person. Who is that? Mm-hmm. And then Mel's like, that's Coolio. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You you might know him from his beef with Weird Al Yankovic. I I know him from that one episode of Duckman where Duckman adopted him. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is probably also out just around this time. Yeah, probably. No, no. Duckman was before that. All right, but not much think, before that. No, it's mid 2002, 1998. Again, Canada. So, mm. like, I probably oh, saw it in 1998. I, we might still be the only two people who have seen Duckman. So. That, that is true. I can confirm that. <laughs> uh, you're missing out, Fred. Some great Duckman jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why you tune into this show, uh-huh. I assume. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I, I will say a nice, another nice little animation flair. Uh, Coolio's dreads mm-hmm. got a little bit of extra spin. Like they, they, yeah. they look like fucking Medusa snakes, and they well, move when he moved his head, and it was, it was, it looked cool. But the, th- the thing is, like, if you're gonna have Coolio on your show and also make cool, like, literally make the character be Coolio, uh-huh. like, the, the dreads are definitely a way to like make that clear. Yeah, but Virgil's got hair like that. Sure, and they don't put that much care into his, you know. 
mm-hmm. which they could recycle those animations forever. But no, Coolio gets that treatment. Yeah, not, uh, not well, the special the special guest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fred, you were originally going to come on for the Shack episode. And, I was, uh, yeah. Travel plans was, got in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that happens sometimes. We we play. You we didn't check the date. You're just like, yeah, I want to be on for that one. I very like, oh, much shit. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but then it, you lucked out and got another weird fucking early 2000s ca- celebrity cameo. So I did. <laughs> that one at least they put <laughs> Shaq in. Like they put Shaq's name in the in the title. Like mm-hmm. to watch this episode and just not know that like. Oh, yeah. a real like real people are just going to show up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and only one of them playing themselves. Although I have to say, there was some really good bits near the end where uh, cool, both Coolio and uh, what's his name had to voice act like uh, villainy, yes. monstery mm-hmm. type things, and I thought they both did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Like no. I would have loved. I put this in my notes. I would have loved to have seen the recording session where Andrea Romano is uh, directing Coolio how to act more like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would pay good money to see that. Yep. You're not werewolfing hard enough, Coolio. Oh, I'm sorry. More guttural. More, here, scream into this trash can. This is uh, this is Frank Welker's trash can, but I'm sure he's okay with you using it. <laughs> Frank Welker's like, I am not. <laughs> that is my trash can. I am a uh, I am a voice acting professional. You think I can get raccoon sounds out of, <laughs> out mm-hmm. of any old trash can? This is my perfectly calibrated trash can. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's mine. It's precisely tuned to my voice. <laughs> Can't just bring some rapper in. <sighs> but yeah, we did. We I, I mean, this is our hey, it's that guy, Coolio, and yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know which of you put this, but you said nobody else of note. No. <laughs> and I counter with simply not true. The record company executive, Mister Biggs, by the way, Mister Big, mm-hmm. you get it, you get it, was uh, none other than the Cosby Show's Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. If but I that's, um, it. that's, that's yeah. the only slogan. No one else. Um, yep. If I f- if I found found myself as head of a record label, I would instantly change my name to Mister Big. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. Uh huh. I'm not even has... a Mister anymore, and I would do it. Like, I, you, it's it's an honorary uh-huh. title. Yeah. <laughs> this show has so many opinions about the record industry. This is what the third or fourth episode about. I, I mean, every time Rubber Band Man shows up, they kind of dive into that, which. I kind of like for that character, like the fact that he's yeah, a stretchy fine. guy who also is very passionate about his music career. I kind of love that. Yeah, but they seem to, f- and Fred, you're gonna be kind of in the dark in this because it calls back to a lot of earlier things. But they That's okay. they, t- they tend to forget that he was already a big pop star. Yeah, where he's still kind of going for his, he waiting for his big break, mm-hmm. and it's like you already had one. You already had mobs of screaming fans like a year ago. Well, famous fickle, as we learned from this episode. <laughs> I I suppose that's true, as evidenced by that guy from the Backstreet Boys not being famous anymore, mm-hmm. according to Mal. Yep. Well, who among us yeah. would know better? No one. That's who. Yeah. Look, look. Noted. Uh, like, if this were the Daily Show, she'd be special Backstreet Boy correspondent. Yep. You get that. Uh, Fred, what was your good thing? It kind of ties into this whole. Oh, okay. Discussion. So my my good thing is uh, on the subject of petty villainy. Uh, mm-hmm. A supervillain turning to villainy for something like wanting a music career that he can't have, just <laughs> it, it works for me. Maybe mm-hmm. just because of how funny and trivial it feels in comparison to his superpowers. Yeah. That's exactly what we were just talking about. These yeah. powers are extremely well, high yeah. end. And, and yeah. yeah, which ties into my bad thing, which is just, uh, if you can turn into a gargoyle and a werewolf, why are you just not always doing that? Well, and yeah. like, I love that he has, like, he looks at a guitar to be like, oh, I could turn into a uh, gargoyle that's on a guitar. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe he just doesn't have much imagination. Maybe mm-hmm. he, only if it's he can see the thing, or I don't know. It well, the thing, like, me. sorry, go, go ahead. On. Oh, I was gonna say it also threw me how he actually has the properties of what he's replicating. Yeah, which I I didn't know till they they said it at the end, and I was like, oh, is that how that's okay? Yeah, it tied into the I wood to the now. Big I'm like, oh, third oh act okay. Fight. Yeah, electricity doesn't affect wood. And mm-hmm. He turned into like a wood manic- mannequin. Yeah, which and I was like, cool oh, I thought he just looked like stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, that puts a whole new spin on what he's doing. Yeah, it makes his powers just... more impressive, which makes it sadder and yep. funnier. Yep, yep. Well, and like he turns in when he turns into Mister Big, like he has that guy's voice, and he's never met him. You know? Yep, <laughs> that's true too. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a whole extra set of skills there, man. Yeah, and and yet, <laughs> yeah. Ah. <sighs> uh, he used his werewolf powers to finally defeat Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Good job, Coolio. Mm-hmm. We're all very proud of you. Uh-huh. My, uh, um, Maggie... Oh, go ahead. My good thing uh, yeah. sort of goes off of this, which is um, I love that his music is just truly terrible. Yeah. Um, yep. The bit where he's like... So he impersonates uh, uh, AJ and then comes in. He's like, I, I don't like that Adam guy anymore. His sound sucks. This, on the other hand, is incredible, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's just Coolio going, "I'm number one, I'm number one, I'm yeah, number we've one." Coolio songs, we know, like he puts some effort into yeah. it. Yeah, like even if you're not a fan of the genre, you know, he's, he's he knows what he's doing. And I love the record producer looking at just looking at him and going, "Like this is awful." <laughs> I, I props to Coolio for for being willing to play yeah. a yeah. shitty musician. Yeah, you know, on a TV show. I, I would love if they were like, hey, Coolio, do you want to be on our uh, on our superhero show? We'll let you be yourself like we did with Shaq. And he's like, no, but I will be a supervillain. <laughs> but only if he's a rapper, but a bad rapper. Uh-huh. I That's... already play a good rapper. That's me, Coolio. Yeah. It would be really interesting to me to be, to be a bad rapper who can change into things. I've toured with a lot of bad rappers. I got some baggage. I could, oh, I could yeah. really make this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've also toured with a lot of werewolves, so I got a lot of baggage mm-hmm. for that, too. But my spin is purple. It's mm-hmm. a purple werewolf. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it if you, if it's not a purple werewolf. Yep. We got well. a pink werewolf. Uh, mm. uh, I'm on the fence about it. <laughs> purple werewolf out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is the deepest cut I could possibly think of. Yeah. Um, my good thing, there, there's a whole sequence with Virgil making a sandwich mm-hmm. at home with his static powers. That's it. It doesn't really tie mm-hmm. into the story. It's just here's what he's doing when he's hanging out at home. Yep. And he's singing a dorky little song, and he's doing dorky little voices, and it's just, it's like maximum Virgil. Yep. Like, it's I, I just was delighted specifically for Fred, who hadn't seen this yes. show. It's like, well, this right here, this this 30 seconds is this character. Yep. Like, he that loves being a superhero. Good. He loves using his powers. He's a big dork and he's just delightful i just want to like ruffle his hair yeah you're doing a good job if nothing else from this show like just this character is so much fun yeah he is and philomar just like every week i say this but just Mm. like top notch he could be phoning this in he could just do standard kid voice standard superhero stuff but he really makes this kid charming and and likable yeah no he really cares everyone who works on this really cares oh yeah really see it they could have just used a little more money. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Except, except more. you know what? Except maybe AJ. I don't know. I don't know yeah, about AJ. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who? I don't know. One of those one of those 98 degrees guys. I yeah, think. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was weird. They telegraphed that he was showing up, and I didn't, I just like, they're weirdly going into a lot of, and I, I believe this is yeah. your show, Maggie. Yeah. The, uh, so let's, yeah. Uh, let's hear that. I... 
you doing? Mr. C told us to update the class website. With 10 pages on the Backstreet Boys? We're not doing a fan magazine. We're supposed to be writing news. This is news. It's a feature article about the impact popular music has on society. We're just using the Backstreet Boys as an example. Click here for Nick's new haircut, Kevin and Brian's weddings, Howie's acting jobs, and of course, AJ's tattoos. I, so, I knew Coolio was in this mm-hmm. by that point, because Mal had pointed it out. But then they get like mm-hmm. real into talking about the Backstreet Boys. I'm like, they're talking about the Backstreet Boys a lot. I wonder if the Backstreet Boys are going to show up. I doubt they would have paid for, I don't know how many are in that band, four or five, something like yeah. that. Like those guys and Coolio, but one of them. It's, I mean, very, it's, yeah. it's very much that, uh, that Simpsons, like Lisa telling you who the, the character uh, is before they show up. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, don't you know who Elon Musk is? Elon <laughs> Musk? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. What are you doing in Springfield? Well, I thought I'd open up another diamond or another emerald mine here. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Simpsons are going to a slave mine. <laughs> and then uh, Mo picked a fight with me on Twitter, so I came here to buy his bar and uh, close it down. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk to Mr. Burns about my uh, Hyperloop plans that aren't going anywhere. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, too, would like to block out the sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably would. Uh, Elon really Musk, real piece of shit. Yeah. 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 Um, Maggie, what was your bad thing about this episode? Oh, no, you did that already. Yeah. Uh, then I will uh, say my bad thing, which is, okay, so the, the girls who, you know, big Backstreet Boys fans, mm-hmm. uh, uh, find out because Richie's an asshole. Yep. Like, hey, someone's in town. No wink. surprises there. And so they bribe the information out of him with a cheeseburger. Like, look. I would love it if Richie was on the same comedy sidekick level as Forsyth P. Jones, but he doesn't even deserve to polish that guy's weird crown hat. Yeah. Like, they were clearly going for a Jughead thing there, and he's, yeah. he is no... Ju- Sir, I have met Jughead. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Richie's not that cool. I never liked that, like, that, oh, yeah, I'll tell you for uh, some petty shit or whatever. Like, it works for Jughead because it's Jughead, but, like... yeah. This is just like, shut up, Richie. Well, it's like he doesn't have five bucks of his own to go buy a burger. Yeah, like, right. I mean, Jughead has run up such a tab at Pops that no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that at least makes sense. But Yeah, this is getting into like Jay Wellington Wimpy uh, territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. And he's not that cool either. No. He's not cool enough to polish Wimpy's bowler hat. I would gladly. I would, t- <laughs> I would hesitate to call Wimpy cool at all, and I agree with you. I know. Uh-huh. That's that's how I'm calibrating this scale, Fred. It's that bad. I would gladly yeah. tell you about a visiting celebrity Tuesday for a hamburger today. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really roll off the tongue quite so. Not quite so, so much. Well. Yeah. yeah, that's why they didn't use it as much in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Weird getting the Backstreet Boys for the Popeye movie, though. Very strange. <laughs> Especially since some of them hadn't been born yet. Uh-huh. Well, one of them was uh, Sweet Pea. <laughs> that makes sense. Actually, probably three of them were sweet people. Yeah, they do that's uh, true. babies and movies. <laughs> All right. Anything else about this episode? Or uh, I don't think so. Fred? I think I'm good. I think I got it. Well, then it's your turn. You <laughs> Guess which one you get to Have do. fun. <sighs> Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Try so... to make it funny, Fred. <sighs> Fingers crossed. Be patient with me. <laughs> this week on a very special episode of Static Shock. No, no. Seriously. Uh, an episode about bullying, gun control, and teen shootings. If you think 20 minutes isn't enough time to cover all these subjects in a kid's show, you're right! Uh, this is a weird summary because there's not a lot to joke about given the, Jesus, 20 years since this episode and the stagnation of any real gun control or, you know, anything. But uh, here we go! 
So we start with Richie being taken away in an ambulance. How did this happen? Who hurt him? And ambulance? Virgil, visibly shaken by his best friend being taken to a hospital, meets with a therapist to go over what happened, and also what the ducks in his pool represent, probably. <laughs> Virgil begins to explain about he first met troubled kid Jimmy Osgood in school. He's a computer geek, and like all computer geeks, he's unfriendly, standoffish, and dressed like Norville Shaggy Rogers. <laughs> and he's also being bullied relentlessly by Nick Connor, a kid who dresses like a 1950s greaser, but without the jacket. Nick has been messing with Jimmy for a while, typing randomly on his laptop, shutting the screen, and telling him to delete System 32. <laughs> Seeing Jimmy get bullied, Virgil and Richie feel bad and go over to his house to visit and be friendly. Jimmy tries to open up a little as he tours them around his room, and then immediately offers to show them where his dad keeps his gun. Jimmy, maybe this is why people don't like you. <laughs> Virgil gets upset by this. He is not a fan of guns, wouldn't you know, and he and Richie leave. But soon things are patched up and they're all back at his dad's rec center putting together a Halloween Horror Nights maze from the town. Frida is heading up the initiative and Jimmy starts to get kind of a crush. But that is not to be, as he overhears her telling Nick, his bully, that she just isn't into him. Getting caught eavesdropping, Jimmy is chased by Nick and his bully friends who shut him in a locker where he has a panic attack. Virgil lets him out, but Jimmy is, uh, not well. He doesn't go back to school or the rec center fright fest for a few days, so Virgil decides to check on him at home. There he finds Jimmy's dad's gun is missing, and that Jimmy has written a manifesto and posted it online. Jesus. Jimmy has taken the gun to the rec center cleanup to shoot his bullies, but is eventually talked down. And tackled to the ground. But as that happens, the gun goes off and shoots Richie in the leg. Angry and confused, Jimmy falls to the ground in tears. We are left with many questions to discuss as Virgil leaves the therapist's office. Could he have done more to let people know? Could he have stopped the bullying? Was the bullying the problem? And not much of value is said about actual gun control. Anyway, like I said, this was 20 years ago, and absolutely fuck the people in charge since who could have fixed all these gun control issues and saved countless lives years ago. Thank you, the end. Well, I completely agree with you. <laughs> That's all. Yep. I, I want to point out, there was an episode of the uh, popular anthology series Alfred Hitchcock Presents from 1961. Mm -hmm. it is called, the episode is called Bang Your Dead. It was directed by Hitchcock himself. I'm assuming that's was, bang, you are dead. Uh, yes. And not bang, you're dead. <laughs> right, correct. Good. <laughs> They're well, like bang, bang babies. It's like dead. the next level yeah. of bang baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, so 1961, directed by Hitchcock himself. Uh, uh, the plot summary is, a five-year-old boy finds his uncle's revolver, partially loads it with bullets, and plays with it in public, unaware of its deadly power. This, it's, it's just Hitchcock, like literally Hitchcock tension. Of a child playing Oof. with what he thinks is a toy gun, but it's really loaded. Oof. And it's um, uh, Billy Moomy, the kid who played the oh, wished yeah. him into the cornfield kid from uh, the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. Like, so he's very he's a good actor too. But, but I'm saying space kid, right? Yes. Also that. Um, I think he went on to be on like Babylon Five and a bunch of yes. other cool stuff. Yeah. But um, but uh, my point is, someone did an episode of uh, maybe kids shouldn't have guns like 70 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are both pointing out that uh, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and you're not wrong, but yeah. people have been bringing this up for a long fucking time yeah. is my point. I, th I mean, the 20 thing, the 20 year thing is this is kind of, this is very much on the heels of like recent school shootings that make this episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. don't go as far as to make this a school shooting. They kind of, it's a rec center that he brings a gun to. No, but they're to, clearly going for a, a column It's well, like, that, that's the, the thing. The like, yeah. Like, you know, Columbine had just happened. This was not... Like mm -hmm. this was still like a like a newish thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. but particularly particularly the angle of using the internet. Yeah, yes, like to, to talk about like to like why didn't we notice sooner? Why aren't we looking at what our kids are doing on the internet? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a dark episode. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, but we all we all found like you know there is value in it like mm-hmm. yeah. why don't you start with a good thing because I think our good things are all kind of this oh no yeah. maybe you changed yours it looks like but yeah <laughs> you go ahead I, I like Maggie's too um, yeah me too yeah tackling issues like gun violence and school shootings is a super brave and interesting thing to do especially since unfortunately kids are dealing with this more and more and less people seem to care mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not trying to get too dark here but it's it's really hard not to with this subject yeah. Matter. Um, uh, and also on a lighter note, Jimmy had a cool room. Cool room, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Did what? he? I I forgot to circle back and and double check this, but he said this is a prop from Star Wars. It wasn't actually Star Wars. He right? said no, Star but like, Force. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was like, they, there's no way they just said Star Wars. It had to have been, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Some knockoff thing. My um my good thing is actually I know you your bad thing relates and we'll we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. But um I, my good thing is very similar to yours. It it does have serious corny very special mm-hmm. episode energy. Mm-hmm. But but I do like that after two seasons of the formula of weird kid at school gets wacky cartoon powers and endangers people. We get mm-hmm. a weird kid at school endangering people with an actual thing. Like yeah. it just it's it's the static formula, but suddenly very real and mm-hmm. and it it ties into my. I, I've brought this up since the very beginning of this. Like, it's my favorite kind of superhero story is take away the powers and what is the the, the hero. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same kind of thing where Virgil suddenly has to deal with a very real issue instead of someone that can turn into a... Fu- or someone who's been turned into a fucking armadillo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is a te- a very angry teenager with a gun. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I make this stop? And I just... I like Again, it's a test of, like, you can't use your shock powers for that. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I. I always like that. So. Yeah, I thought that was. He's. He's barely static shock in the in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's not really a static things. problem. No. 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 Which. Yeah, is, which I do. I agree. It's. It's. It's fun and very engaging. I would have liked, and I. I mentioned this in my summary of my episode, and I. We talk about this all the fucking time. That just the 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 secret identity thing is so tiresome to us. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I would have particularly liked when he was talking to the therapist for her to say, look, doctor patient confidentiality, just tell me what you need to tell me. And he could like, cause right. there's parts of his story where he has to say, uh, I wasn't there for yeah. that. Yeah. And it would have been a lot more meaningful if he could just say, yeah, look, mm-hmm. I'm static. Okay. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. And here's what happened next. Mm-hmm. That would have been so much better. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You're really, he's really going on about this Carmandillo character. Yeah. He, is this, I mean, he was just is a, this pertinent? <laughs> He was just a bystander for this? Is this a guy you know? Like, do you know an armadillo? Like, I know this town got kind of weird last year, but, uh... Wait, do you know a guy named Carmen, and this is, like, your weird nickname for him? No, you don't. You need to understand, his name's Carmen, and he turned into an armadillo. Okay, well, we're gonna put a pin in the gun thing for a second, because... Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I need so much more information. You can't just I... come in here and say you know an armadillo. And expect me to be fine with it. Cancel all my other appointments. The children will have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know they're going through some serious PTSD right now, but I need answers. <laughs> uh, okay, so Fred, you like I said, your bad thing kind of ties into your good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, all this having been said about it being a, a you know interesting idea and a brave move to talk about, I I don't know if the whole thing entirely works for me here. It feels mm-hmm. kind of weightless and maybe even puts yeah. too much blame onto the bullies rather than the Jimmy, who, let's not forget, did bring a gun yeah. to more or less school. And mm-hmm. the whole thing is kind of a muddled message with no clear answer or point of view. I mean, it's 
I think a lot of it has to do with it being for kids, and some of that is probably studio notes too, without not being too polarizing mm-hmm. or polarizingly political. It just sort of makes for an episode where a bunch of stuff just happens, and then Static Shock gives us a GI Joe tag at the end. You know? Yeah, it's it's he he literally looks at the camera yeah. and says how many gun deaths there are in a year. Yeah, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it's 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 not really about uh gun control because the dad's like i locked it away oh but yeah. he took my key and i'm like oh i mean don't it's keep like, it you in your nightstand junk drawer careful but <laughs> with where you lock your gun away i there was a very brief moment and this is headcanon because i love mr hawkins so much mm-hmm. but there's a moment where he's like you have a fucking gun in the house and then they're like uh we got more important things to do yeah. we have to go i <laughs> yeah. i would have loved the rest of the episode because he's a social worker he mm-hmm. knows about this shit his wife died from g- gang violence yeah he knows about this shit I would love just 20 minutes of him lecturing him angrily. Yep. You keep a gun in your house and you've got a kid who's got clearly emotion got clearly emotional right. issues, but even even if he was well adjusted, it doesn't matter. You don't keep, you know. Yeah. yeah. I that's what I imagine he said. That makes it a little better to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I but and but again, the problem I I lean into here is it's like bullying is a big issue. Yes, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's there's a lot this and, I, and maybe this is another thing because of the, you know, 20 years of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, oh, well, you know, but he was bullied. So there's like a weird sympathy yeah. built into the episode for Jimmy. And I'm like, ah, kind of fuck that, though. Yeah. I See, I don't know that I necessarily agree with you. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not saying the sympathy isn't effective in this. What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is I think they should have done this bullying stuff in a separate episode because I yeah, think that's, yeah, that's important it. to talk about too. But yeah. putting them both together sends a mixed message. That's, that's, right. that's my problem. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, bullying's a problem and Jimmy is sympathetic, yes. but he did this thing. And while the episode, he doesn't do much harm. He just, you know, shoots Richie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really? Know. He should get a parade for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. But is that uh, even a crime? No. <laughs> according Attempted to the school, uh, according to the school uh, instruction manual. No. <laughs> They they made a special addendum when he started. <laughs> now it's, we had we had a character like this in Batman Beyond. It was uh, Willie Watt who mm-hmm. ended up being uh, like uh, mentally connected to like a, a big fucking robot yeah. and took revenge on his bullies that way. And and was he the gamer they, kid? Least, uh, I mean, he comes off like one, but okay. he, but he isn't. <laughs> oh no, I think you might be thinking of the Centuries of the Last Cosmos. I think I am. Yeah. No, it w- this was just it was another riff on sort of the Columbine thing, mm-hmm. and but but they at least like his home life was fucked up. His dad was like like there was mm-hmm. some toxic masculinity yeah. stuff in there that I liked, but uh, also it wasn't literally a gun, so you could you could mm-hmm. play with the sci fi ness mm-hmm. of it a bit. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. This does this is a little muddled. We also like the fact that the it ends with him almost putting the gun down, and then like the bullies tackle him, and he accidentally shoots Richie. Like mm. that also just feels like like the... that wasn't the first draft. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we can't. Well, we can't have him actually shoot anybody. No. You know. Yeah. There's That's also something it, yeah. about Richie going, "Oh my God, it's not like it is on TV at all," and not bleeding. <laughs> yeah. like, no, and the DC wiki doesn't point out much useful, like they never do. But they did say, "Yeah, he he's not bleeding in the least." No. <laughs> Which I didn't notice until then. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, it's like, I guess because we never see blood on the show. Yeah. I just kind of I mean, there, we there wasn't even a hole in his pant leg. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's always the, something you didn't get about Richie, Fred, mm. is that he this is the only useful thing he does. He makes uh, gadgets for static and actually mm. he makes pretty good gadgets for static. And maybe he made bulletproof pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he did. 
Why did I stop with pants? <laughs> my hubris. Uh, Maggie, what was your bad thing? Uh, I mean, the fact that it's been 20 years and that this is still a problem. Uh, fuck you mm-hmm. and fuck your gun. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we've all been pretty yeah, clear about basically. our Basically, like, yeah. the, yep. the, when he's doing the whole, uh, the thing at the, the like, the G.I. Joe lecture at the end. It's yeah. just like, and this is, this you know, this many people are killed by guns a year. Mm-hmm. This many ki- children are killed by guns a year. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have oh, no idea. 2002, I- yeah. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the real world is super great. <sighs> super, super great. Well, my bad thing is mm-hmm. something dumb. So let's talk about something yeah, dumb please? instead of this. Mm, For the love yes. of God. Um, so Fred mentioned that uh, Nick looks like a 50s greaser, and you're absolutely right about <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Um, also, because you made that excellent Kids in the Hall reference, uh, I, I assume just for me, <laughs> um, I, that just made me think that he and his greaser friends are just following the guy home and, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, is this your family, man? What are you doing? <laughs> One of my favorite sketches. Yeah. Anyway, um, his model, he has the body of a post-puberty teen, like a grown man with like, <laughs> like sort of defined shoulders. Yeah. Like, because he's, he's wearing a sleeveless t-shirt the whole time mm-hmm. and so you can see his sort of like uh, broad shoulders but then he's got like the the head of a like a six-year-old well the weird thing everyone in his gang looks like a like a garbage pail kid oh, that's like so they, weird oh my god that is exactly yeah it. <laughs> they've got like those weird like chubby cheeks yeah <laughs> which so i mean those were in turn based on cabbage patch kids yeah but that is a much better reference <laughs> you know to to uh to uh, acclaimed cartoonist Art Spiegelman's mm-hmm. masterwork, The Garbage Pail. Yeah, Kings. exactly. The one thing he's known for. That's I have to point it out every fucking time. The one thing he's known for that was that was banned at schools. Yes. I mean, <laughs> mm. I collected them and they were. Sure. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it just, it was like, I kind of like the way he looked from the neck down and then it's like, but then he's like, we just did yeah, the episode I, of uh, <laughs> The Brave and the Bold with Babyface. Yeah. look like that. The, they, they look like characters... That when I'm drawing a comic and there's a crowd scene and I go, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't, I didn't design any of these guys, and I just put them on the page real quick. I'm like, you never seen them again. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. all three of those those bullies looked like. Yeah, placeholders. Just placeholders for like, ah, eh, they're fine for the crowd. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll let the second unit fill in the faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. the blonde kid looks like Bazooka Joe. <laughs> like he's got like that weird, like almost Calviny blonde hair that sort of sticks up. Mm-hmm. 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 Like all, yeah. they all look. They all look like they put on man suits, but no, no heads, and then snuck into this cartoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard this was an R-rated cartoon with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, honey, I think we missed uh, your good thing, Maggie. Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so that haunted house maze was cool as hell. <laughs> all right. Um, like I'm a simple woman with simple pleasures, and one thing that I would really enjoy being involved in is a giant haunted house-based maze uh, in the in the community center. That rules. <laughs> all right. I've been to a couple of ghost houses in my time, and this one sh- this one outranks all of them. <laughs> Amazing. The, See, I'm, I'm the blacklight the stuff alone, Al. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm personally not into that stuff, but I I love that as a as a connoisseur of those things, you can speak to the quality. Mm-hmm. That's good. Just like this rules, like the amount of, of fake walls that they had, to, like cardboard <laughs> walls they had to paint to look like a dungeon. Mm. 
<laughs> I do like they. I think it was Richie actually says uh, no. It was Virgil because it was funny. Yeah, uh, there said you go. That they they've all been ignoring their homework for a week. Like they're all so fixated on mm-hmm. making this so good that yep. they're just like not doing anything else. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Also, I like that Virgil's dad, like, because we had a teen center where I was growing up, and nobody went there because it's the fucking teen center, and yeah. it's lame. Yeah. But I like that Virgil's dad manages to drum up, like, like he actually gets the kids interested in this place. Well, that's one of the things I like about that character so much, is he's passionate. Like, they made him a social worker, and he's a passionate one, yeah. you know? Like, he yeah. genuinely cares about this. He cares about kids. I was going to say, I've, I've only seen yeah. these three, but I was already mm-hmm. like, oh, his dad's great. Yeah, he <laughs> yep. is. And he's he is. barely in these, but I'm like, oh, he's great. Yeah. They did a thing last week. We t- we called out where he got genuinely like angry at Virgil, and he said, "I gotta I gotta go cool down." And he left the room, and it was just such a refreshing thing to see. Of course, mm-hmm. he's uh. a human being who gets angry, but also mm-hmm. doesn't lash out at his kids. What a yeah. good dad. Yep, that's some good like stuff. Yeah. Plus, it's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson who usually mm-hmm. plays like big monstery guys and just playing a playing a sitcom dad. Mm-hmm. Also played, I think, the Joker on one of the Batman shows. I, probably, yeah, definitely in some of the directed video. Th- ones. No, it was the Batman. That's it. Yeah, the ah. the weird dreadlocks Joker. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Yeah, that's not the voice actor's fault. <laughs> no, I think we're uh, trying to do something like wildly different from the other stuff. I get well, I mean, coming out of yeah, the yeah, animated yeah, series, serious. you would have to, but like, of course, mm-hmm. that's fine. I just like that show. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw a picture of that Joker. I was like, I will never watch this show. <laughs> this is not my daddy's Joker. <laughs> Uh, so while while we're talking about voice actors, uh, Fred, you had you had something you wanted. Oh, to I did have one. Yeah. So um, this is a this is a quick, hey, it's yeah. hey, it's that guy. Not for mm-hmm. not for a celebrity this time, but um, for Richard Horvitz, who uh, is the voice of mostly best known for Invader Zim mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Raz for Psychonauts, playing troubled teen Jimmy. Now, who and, does he? Who did he play in Invader Zim? I uh, played Invader Zim. Ah, okay, very well. And uh, he, played yeah, Raz and Psychonauts, and it's such yeah. a weirdly subdued performance here mm-hmm. <laughs> you are not kidding was, it's like what i was talking about with kevin michael richardson mm. usually over the top guys but yeah just kind of really bringing it down and acting instead of just doing a voice well and also like once you mentioned that i looked it up i'm like god that is him because i used to watch a bunch of the invader zim commentaries and that guy yeah. sounds like invader zim just he does. on his like in, in his regular the, life the billy west fry thing uh, going on. He like does, he'll yeah. just come and be like here's the commentary yeah <laughs> So having was... him go like a sad dude, yeah. <laughs> I I lost my mind. Voice actors act. Yeah, I lost my mind. I think I saw him in the movie uh, The Informant forever ago, which had like a weird cast in it. And mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. him, and I'm just like, that's just a dude who sounds like Zim. He just yeah. sounds like that. That's his voice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same as when you hear Billy Weston interviews. She's yeah, like, is that true. Fry? Is yeah. that just Fry? Like that <laughs> like dude Fry, like born. Fry. Mm-hmm. That dude was born waiting for Yonan Vasquez to be born so that he could make <laughs> that show. Right? Um, I also want to point out a hey, it's that guy, which is just literally just for me. But Virgil Shrink is played by uh, Lorraine Toussaint, who uh, you know her best as Almond Joy from mm. Hudson Hawk. Nobody knows that movie but me. That's okay. <laughs> That's not true. Bob knows that movie. Uh, okay, fair point. Bruce Willis doesn't even know that movie anymore. <laughs> It's a good movie. Uh-huh. It's not good, but it's written by the same guy who wrote Batman Returns and uh, Demolition Man, so it's a fun movie. Oh, okay. I do like oh, both wait. of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Heathers. I was going to say, enough. and Heathers. I like yeah. all of that's, those movies. That's the one I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, also, the adventures of Fort Fairlane, but that's not his fault. There, that is a funny script. It's just Andrew Dice Clay playing the character. Well, I mean, you shouldn't hand, uh, hire Andrew Dice Clay to play anything. <laughs> he didn't write it for him. They just turned it into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred, in, at the end of your bad thing, you have the words "help computer." Is that something? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. At the end of my bad, I was, that was me uh, talking about the GI Joe public service cartoon. Oh, oh okay. yeah. <laughs> help computer. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Help, I'm a computer. Oh, that was yeah, the... Yeah. Oh, okay. The pork chop sandwiches thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very well. <laughs> I, I wrote that down, and I went, this is... <laughs> this might be uh-huh. too big of a reach even for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen. Uh-huh. You're talking to someone who just referenced Michael Jackson's pen name for that Simpsons episode he was on. <laughs> I will not lie. I had to Google that. <laughs> and then I was disappointed in myself for having to Google that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes you feel better. I had to Google it to uh, to put it in the summary. So, uh, all right. I, I, I just went. Oh, I know that. Why do I know that? Yeah. Until this mm-hmm. instant, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I wanted you to think I was cool. <laughs> Fred, if there's one thing you should take away from the sh- this show, it's that none of us are cool. Uh, I I already know that. I, Fred, you're pretty like the fact that you brought up Zim just now, and not the fact that you have been working on the Invader Zim <laughs> comic for several years. Yep. Oh, that's I, pretty I cool. Like, mm-hmm. cool in the sense of genuinely, like, nah, it doesn't matter. Everyone, everyone knows that, right? That's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, I, I don't know if it's so much uh, everyone knows that as much as it's me going like, eh, nobody knows me. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you don't promote yourself. Well, hey, well that comes at the end. Uh, let's do it now. We've already brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm Fred Stressing. You can find my work on uh, various internet websites mm-hmm. uh and uh comic book shops I, I the colorist and artist on certain issues of invader zim uh and i've been doing uh rick and morty comics lately yep. for oni press mm-hmm. and uh, the next one is out I'm, I'm working right now on um, rick and morty issue 100 that i'm wow. illustrating a 15 page story in and that will be out either in late october or early november Excellent. It, so. If I had a nickel for every time, for every person I knew who worked on Rick and Morty in some fashion, uh-huh. I would have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, true. If I had a nickel for every person I knew who worked on Rick and Morty, I'd be dead. <laughs> that is a Twin Peaks reference. Uh, um, so, Fred, your quote is... Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> Um, so I'm giving you no help here because this one's fucking yeah. This is a this is yeah. I'm just gonna leave a space for it right here and then explain myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please do. Okay, let's let's hear it. I can show you a real gun. What? My dad bought it for protection. Want to see? No, I hate guns. My mom was killed by one. All right, what do you got? Explain yourself. Okay, so the line caught me off guard, and it's it's. It's so weirdly corny and somewhat funny, but it also sort of embodies the weirdly weak messaging in this episode all around on the subject of gun control and bullies mm-hmm. for me. It's kind of like, I hate guns. My mom was killed by one. And that's 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 the only bad thing I have to say about it. It's Do, weird. Okay. Going into this, were you aware of that part of Virgil's backstory? Uh, no, I was not. So what I'm saying is this exposition was for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. The casual viewer oh, it who was. came in at around this episode so but but they could have handled it infinitely better yeah i i think absolutely they could have but it's interesting to me like they did need to give you this information they but did, yeah. also how many how many times and how many different ways did bruce wayne convey that same information to us that mm-hmm. his parents were murdered and that's why he's so passionate about fighting crime now without 
just turning to the camera and saying exactly that. You see, that that's maybe, and I mean, I know this is, you know, also for a younger audience, but it's, it's also... the same writers, though. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, that does... I get why it's here. I get the intent. Mm. But this whole episode feels kind of muddled on the gun yeah. control issue yeah. already. And then he's like, here's why I don't like him. It, it like, almost, almost too matter of fact... I don't know. Yeah. The juxtaposition well, we, got me. Yeah, it, call, I think I think it was when Amanda was on last week called out uh, where Richie said, like, as you know, your mom was murdered by a gang. Mm-hmm. It's like, Richie, come on. <laughs> yeah. But this I, one was well, written by Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. He knows this, better. This this whole episode and like we, you both of you have mentioned this before. This one really feels like just like the second draft was very well. You can't oh, yeah. say this. You like it had a clear that. message. Oh, and then. Yeah. It's it a, it's a very we need you to do we need you to do a uh, episode about sh- school shootings. No, not mm. like that. Oh, yeah. it's this is I mean this is one of them that I can just see people looking over the shoulder the entire mm-hmm. way right down to the edits and like mm-hmm. cut this change this cut this change this cut and yeah. people fighting for stuff that they feel is very important and still losing that fight. That's yeah. that's what the whole episode feels like to me, which is, you know, the tragedy of it kind mm-hmm. of. The no, fact and this that- might be okay. sorry. The fact that Richie says, or that uh, Virgil says, I hate guns at all, kind of impresses me, you know? That's true, yeah. too. Yeah. But, I mean, Batman says that, mm-hmm. so he probably got in under the Batman clause. Sure. Mm-hmm. My favorite Tim Allen movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the fact that you have any favorite Tim Allen movie really disappoints me. Uh, that's fair. You're telling me if Batman falls off a roof, anyone can just be him? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and look, I've played a lot of those Arkham games, <laughs> and uh, it's it's hard to fall off a roof. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not very likely. But. Yeah, if you if, if you fall off a roof, like Batman will automatically just shoot a grappling hook to bring him back onto the roof. So right, <laughs> you you need a fortuitous glitch to make him fall. All yeah. The way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, again, I wish we had more insight into how the show was made because yeah. this is definitely the worst example of it. But mm-hmm. we've seen before where it's clear. They were trying to say something else, and mm-hmm. someone made them stop. And yeah. I know for a, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but it feels very much like Dwayne McDuffie would say, "Yeah, fuck it. That show was twenty years ago. You guys should know this." Mm-hmm. Like his, because he did exactly that with comic stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. where yeah. he went through some bullshit behind the scenes, and he just put it on the internet. He's like, "You guys should know about this because this yeah. is stupid." Yeah, yeah, it, it it is it is one of those things. I'm like, I wish I knew more, and I do wish, like you were saying, splitting this into the bullies. And the gun yeah. issue two mm-hmm. episodes would have yeah. would have solved almost all of my problems because it's it's that thing where they're like I, I'm not it doesn't feel like they're skirting the issues it just mm-hmm. feels like we don't really have time to to fully mm-hmm. expand on either one of these um, even for a younger audience you know where it's like eh, we're just kind of it it feels yeah it feels half formed most mm-hmm. of it yep yeah so I don't know. Yeah, which is too bad. It does. Plus, they did that thing that all of all shows that have like a, a teen cast do. Like Buffy did this, Batman mm. Beyond did this. Like where here's a whole bunch of kids at this school that you've never met before and will never see again that are relevant relevant to this episode. Yeah, but we get that a lot in this show. So. Yeah, I fi- I figured I was like these other characters feel very new and like they're just appeared and are about to disappear. Well, except there's Frida. Except uh, Frida, Maggie's Maggie's girlfriend, Frida. Yep. Who Maggie loves and has big posters of and and like a little shrine to. <laughs> yep, my who, favorite. Mag- Maggie was convinced this would be like the the main like love interest of the show, and she just fucking disappeared for yep. like a season and a half. Oh wow! 
just just uh, Maggie was just heartbroken. She, I don't uh, want to speak for you. But. She comes back for the Christmas episode, so I can only assume that she just shows up for very special episodes. <laughs> she's like a she's like a, a lapsed static shock character. Exactly. She just shows up for the holidays. <laughs> she showed up for the Christmas <laughs> episode, this episode, and the Backstreet Boys episode. Well, I mean, look, the Backstreet Boys, like, you know, it's I understand like, that. That is that is important. Uh, Frida, we know you basically don't do the show anymore, but we are getting a Backstreet Boy on, on for next week. Which one? Uh, AJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Look, look. I don't know. We got Coolio, Backstreet's too. back, so. all right? All right. <laughs> terrible that's it that's all i got for backstreet boys references yeah that's good because i wouldn't know a second one (laughs) (laughs) all right anything else uh i think that's everything i got fuck guns yeah fuck guns yeah fuck guns Mm -hmm. yep uh well i guess that's it that's it for another season of static Mm -hmm. which again I don't know why I keep acting surprised by this. We get here every five weeks because they're very short seasons. It's but, it's uh, more just my continued shock that time is passing. Well, I mean, that's that's been a thing since I don't know how long ago because I don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, next week we kick off season three with uh, Hard as Nails. I don't know. I assume Commander Riker shows up for that one? I hope so. <laughs> and Gear. All right. Not a clue. We are coming up very soon on a big uh, two-parter uh, with the Justice League. Though. Oh, that's that's cool. exciting, yeah. Like, we had Batman and Robin before, but we get, like, the full Justice League. Mm-hmm. So, that's coming up soon. How, um, how many seasons are in this show again, Al? Four or five? Hang on, I just Depending on how the they list. split them up? Uh, I think it's four. Okay. Wow, we're, so we're at the uh, end of two now, so we're at the halfway show. point. Yeah, we're, we're halfway. Yeah. Um, Whoa, and at some point... <laughs> At some point down the line, we will also get an episode where he, uh, where Static goes to the Batman Beyond future. Oh, cool! I didn't know yeah. about that. So yeah, we're getting we're getting more crossover action, like more more of a feel that he exists in the larger DCU as things go on. That's so that's neat. cool. From what I could uh, see on the on the the HBO app, unless everything disappears suddenly, mm. uh, the next one's going to have some interesting interesting cameos. Oh, cool! And well, that's all I'll say. I'm genuinely like, yeah, it's a little corny or whatever, but I I don't know. I kind of like it. It's a kid's yeah. show from yeah. a certain era. Like, we all had that growing up. Mm-hmm. I had the fucking, like, the Scooby-Doo episodes with the, I don't know, the Harlem Globetrotters or whatever. Or and, Batman. Like, d- yeah. yeah. Or, or Batman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don Knotts, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then in the 90s, this stuff really took off. So, Maggie, I'm sure you got a ton of that. And, Fred, you're a little younger than that. So, you probably, yeah, you might have been a kid when this show was on, mm-hmm. no? Yeah, probably I was. Yeah, I would have mm-hmm. been uh, starting middle school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you would have been the target audience for this show, basically. Yeah, I did not have this channel. Ah, well, <laughs> who knows even what channel it was on? Because mm. you know the, why, the why WB, uh, probably. Something? I think yeah. the WB. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as ever, uh, our website is kidslovebatman.com. Uh, you can write to us at kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Like I said, we're halfway through, so we'll be answering your mail soonish. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, Twitter, uh, Fred. You want to? Oh yeah, um, you can find me at uh, Fred C. Stressing um, mm-hmm. at the twitter.com. <laughs> oh yeah, good, good. To uh, HTTP colon yeah uh, backslash backslash yeah. Uh, I am at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see ya, folks. Twala bang babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. 
to provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.